Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. San Antonio Sports Star Audio Vault is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN, AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Woo! Joe Reinager, Jason Minix, The Blitz. It is The Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN, AM 1250, 103.3 FM. He is Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Minix. We're live out at the Roof Hub, 281 and Redland Road. We're here. It's happy hour. Come hang out with us. Spurs do play tonight. you got some play-in games. And, of course, tomorrow here at the Roo Pub, their legendary St. Patrick's Day party. Starts at 11 a.m. tomorrow with that green beer flowing. So a little pregame action tonight would be in order, I would say. So come out here and party with us. We're going to be here for a little while. And some of us may stick around afterwards. Yeah, there's dinner and beer. Of course. Yeah, so uh, yeah. Well, come come hang out with us. Uh, well after 7 when the show ends. That's the hard part about doing a show from 4 to 7 in a great plot spot like the Roo Pub is you see everybody else is drinking and we're not. Well, and I told you, I saw a guy walk by and he had a beer in his hand. I go, man, that looks so good. Mm-hmm. And it's a great place to be to celebrate whenever we find out what the hell is happening with Deshaun Watson. I thought we'd know when the show started at 4. I certainly thought we would know when our good friend Indy Kalu joins us at 5. And Indy Kalu, former Texan, NFL great, future member of the San Antonio Sports Hall of Fame, joins us now. Indy, what's the holdup with Deshaun Watson? You know what, real quick, Jason and Joe, before we get into that, all jokes aside, Jason, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart because, you know, you, you did a, a whole lot for me in regards to getting my name out there for being nominated for the San Antonio Hall of Fame and for it to actually, you know, come to the point where my name will be entered. You're a huge, huge reason, a big part of that, and I don't think you know how much that means to me. So you got a friend for life, and I really appreciate the efforts, Jake. Uh, Andy, all I did was try to right a wrong. And, you know, when you would bring it up to people that are in the know, the common answer was, he's not already in. Yeah. No, he's not already in. we got to fix him and get him into the San Antonio Sports Hall of Fame. And, you know, I've known you a long time. You're a great friend. But this is something uh, that you have earned in a long overdue honor, and I can't wait to celebrate with you uh, in a little more than a month when you actually get enshrined in the San Antonio Sports Hall of Fame. You will be at the table with myself and my family. But you know what? I know they didn't want to hear me talk about that. So, yeah, let's get to the time. But I just want to make sure everybody knows uh, what it means to me that the effort you put forth to get me in there. Appreciate that, Indy. All right, so Deshaun Watson, who won't ever be in the San Antonio Sports Hall of Fame. <laughs> but will he end up in the Cleveland Sports Hall of Fame one day by turning that franchise around? Well, he's already in the Massage Therapist Hall of Fame, so now he just needs to, you know, but all jokes aside, 
you know, when you look at his talent, he, he's headed to the Hall of Fame. Now, the situation, will he be able to get back on track after everything that has gone on with Deshaun Watson off the field and, you know, the legal issues? Look, people have to realize these aren't robots. These are actual humans. I'm not 100%, 100% convinced that he's just going to pick up where he left off as far as his production. There's so many things he's gone through mentally. You know, that's a good point, and that's something I don't think we talk about enough, Indy. And, and when, you, when you're looking at Deshaun Watson, what he did on the field before all of this came about was special. And teams now that are looking to trade for Deshaun remember that special play on the field. But it, I really thought there would be more teams out there that would be vying for his services. Right now, it looks like there's just four. Have you heard of any sleepers that might be involved or might come in late? You know what, Joe? We have not heard any more. Like we talked about it this morning. The big, the big teams that we've heard, obviously Atlanta, Cleveland. Uh, we thought Seattle, but you think with all the capital that Seattle received from the Russell Wilson trade, that they would be involved. But we're not hearing their name. So it's the same four that we're hearing. We haven't heard any. We heard the Indianapolis Colts were interested, but the Houston Texans said, no way are we going to trade them within the division. <laughs> and I'm not that surprised, Joe, that there aren't more teams because as great of a talent as he is, look, as a player, as a former player, as a guy that likes to see the players uh, have success, succeed, and produce, man, even when I'm talking about Deshaun and uh, trying to defend it, I'm still questioning 22 different massage therapists. Like, I was in the league for 12 years. I utilized massage therapists because you need them to to extend your career. And I never had even close to 10 of them because it's kind of like a barber. Once you find a good one, you stick with it. So my point is, I, I'm not surprised that other teams are afraid or thinking to themselves, look, whether or not he truly assaulted these women is one thing, but the fact that he had 22 different ones, there's something very weird about that. Yeah, there is weird about that. Take us inside the locker room. How do his teammates embrace him, or at what point is it safe to bust his balls over all this? <laughs> That's a good one. Um, you, you know what? As soon as he <laughs> goes to a new team, I think somebody will have, like, a massage table in front of his locker. Like, the, the, the locker room <laughs> is one of the greatest places, but it's also one of the roughest places in the world to be in. Somebody's going to definitely uh, bring it up. There's going to be some kind of joke. And he's going to have to have six skin because, again, that doesn't mean that his teammates think he did anything wrong. But there's definitely something behind the 22. And there will be all kind of inside jokes in that locker room. Well, you know, indeed, not only the players, but I'm sure he's going to hear it from the fans, especially when he goes to an out-of-town game. I mean, the fans are going to let him have it. And you talk about having having thick skin. And, and I wonder, as a former player, indeed, when you look in that locker room, when reporters come in, are those players going to have to be prepared to answer the questions about Deshaun Watson? Oh, yeah, early on. Early on, they're going to – wherever he goes, whether it's uh, Cleveland – uh, whether it's uh, Atlanta, you know, Carolina, no matter where it is, early on during training camp, the media will ask his teammates, is this a distraction? Is this a distraction? I'm sure there's going to be some people protesting and picketing in front of the facilities wherever he goes. So people will ask, is that a distraction? But similar to Mike Vick going, and I, you can't really compare this case to any other case out there because this is so unprecedented as far as a quarterback in his prime 
requesting to leave his current team. And oh, the, by the way, he has 22 civil cases out against him. So you can't really compare it to anything, but you can compare the reaction. Mike Vick, when he was signed with the Philadelphia Eagles, there was this uproar after he threw his first 90-yard touchdown. The cheers, uh, you know, they just drowned out <laughs> the uproar. And I think that will be the same thing with Deshaun. Wherever he goes, if he looks like Deshaun of old, they, they won't be talking about this uh, for more than three games. And it's kind of like when uh, the Cowboys brought in Greg Hardy. It was all it, it was all negative until he uh, uh, had three sacks in a game, and then it was all right, man. Uh, the, 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 let, let's go. Uh, that, and I think that's what it boils down to. The idea that we're two hours into the league year in Declue, and we don't have a resolution, and the parameters and everything that we've heard about in place you know if you wanted to talk to Deshaun you had to submit your proposal to Nick Casario and then they gave you permission so basically the trade is all but done once Deshaun says all right I'm waving my no trade clause to go to this team what do you think the holdup is because not only is it holding up the Texans and whatever team he's going to but the domino effect that's going to happen after Deshaun makes his decision you know what, I think the holdup is, even if he makes a decision, even if the Texans and said team, if they agree to the compensation package, if I'm the general manager of the team that's receiving Deshaun, before I pull the trigger, I'm calling New York and I'm asking Roger Goodell, hey, what does this look like? What does it look like if we bring in Deshaun? What type of suspension is he looking at? Is he looking at a suspension at all now that the criminal charges have been dropped I'm not sure if I'm using the right legal term, but they're not going to indict him on the criminal side of it. You know, I need to get confirmation from New York where Roger Goodell works from that he's not going to be put on the the uh, commissioner's exempt list because I want to make sure that that product, it sounds bad to call a person a product. I know it's not PC, but I'm black, so it's okay. But that product that I'm purchasing, <laughs> I want to make sure that he's able to perform for me and get on the field. So I'm sure part of the process and part of the holdup is waiting for Goodell to say, nah, you know what, if you trade for him, he's going to play for you. Well, that's interesting, and and th- that you say that. Do you think, Indy, that that Roger Goodell, if a if an owner or general manager calls the the office, that he would actually let them know that? You know what? We kicked that around, Joe. I don't know if he will, but why not? Like, like I'm genuinely asking, like, why not? I I don't know why uh, Roger Goodell wouldn't do uh, an owner, a team owner, a general manager the solid of saying, hey, you know what? If you're going to uh, take on the risk of bringing this guy on, I, I have enough decency to let you know, yes, he'll be available. Or, uh, you know what, he might be looking at a six-game uh, suspension for uh, detrimental conduct detrimental to the Shield. So I don't know if he would, but I don't see why not. I don't see why he wouldn't do that. But I don't know that that call is being made right now. If, if I'm Nick Casario or any mm-hmm. of these teams that have – inquired about Deshaun Watson I know that as I'm putting my trade package together you know it would be like I know you want three ones but I'm going to give you two ones because Rogers already told me he's out six games or you know it lessens the value I would like to think that that's already been handled and it won't be an 11th hour thing it won't be like uh, the Cowboys putting some language into a contract that wasn't talked about before according to Randy Gregory you know I don't I don't I don't see that happening at this stage of the game You know what, because what you're saying, Jason, makes too much sense. And I think sometimes we give the teams and the NFL too much credit. This is the same league that 
heard what Ray Rice did and been and told everybody, oh, nothing to see here until we saw the video. And then I was like, oh, man, what what's going on? This is the same team organization, my Houston Texans, that decided to trade away DeAndre Hopkins for a, 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 a running back that was past his prime and a fourth-round pick. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. You would think a billion-dollar organization, a billion-dollar company will have all this stuff figured out. But sometimes we give these companies and these teams way too much credit. You know, Indy, kind of off the Deshaun uh, subject for a minute, just on the Houston Texans. And, you know, we all thought that uh, Mills was the guy, that he played well enough to maybe hand the reins over to him uh, the upcoming season. And then they go out and sign Kyle Allen uh, today. Is that going to be a genuine quarterback competition, or is Mills the guy there? If Kyle Allen, and I do not like talking ill of any player, but if Kyle Allen was brought in to truly push Davis Mills, then you don't have a quarterback. If you brought in Kyle Allen to push Davis Mills, then you better use that number three pick on Malik Willis or whoever you feel like is the best quarterback in the draft because the signing of Kyle Allen is a legit backup. I will even say this, and this is not very popular here in Houston, I understand and get the thought that Davis Mills is the guy they want to build around because I think Davis Mills, his feeling, he could be a Matt Schaub in his prime. And you might snicker at that, but keep in mind, Matt Schaub, he led this team to 12-4 records. He led this team to playoff victories to the thought where you said, you know what, this is a true contender. So I think Davis Mills could be his ceiling, could be a Matt Schaub in his prime. So in my opinion, Joe, Kyle Allen, that's just a, a – you need a backup. Tyrod Taylor signed with the New York Giants, so you only have one viable quarterback on your roster. I think he was just brought in to be the backup. Andy Kalou with a Matt Schaub reference, a name that hasn't been mentioned in a long, long time, and I won't even make pick six jokes with that. But I, 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 I did. I, I do wonder, though, Indy, when you talk about either a competitor or somebody to push the uh, a Davis Mills, and I like Davis Mills, but if it's Cleveland, would the Texans want a Baker Mayfield in return? If it's Carolina, would they want a Sam Darnold in return? I don't think so, because then you're taking on, let's stick with Baker Mayfield. He's set to make $19 million next year. And then you have to decide whether you want to uh, um, give him the fifth-year option. And if he fights through that and has a decent year, you have to sign him for a long-term deal. I don't think Baker Mayfield is the guy that you want to take on that payment. You're better off, in my opinion, going with Davis Mills and then drafting the quarterback early if you are going to bring on a Baker Mayfield. You know, Indy, when you look at this Texans team overall, it seems like they need players everywhere and upgrades everywhere. How long do you think realistically before we can say that the Texans have a legitimate shot at winning a division and and maybe more? I'm going to say two years, but I'm being very optimistic and bullish on Davis Mills. If Nick Casario is the general manager that everyone said he was before they gave him a $6 million contract per year, then he's going to be able to find that wide receiver in the third round that could complement Davis Mills. He's going to be able to build up that offensive line over the next two years with veteran free agency and the draft. So I'm not sitting here saying, oh, it's going to take four or five years. If Davis Mills continues, and we saw it in one season, And again, I'm never going to say or try to tell you or convince you that Davis Mills will be a Deshaun Watson. But again, can he be 
a quarterback with the right pieces around him that won't lose you games, if that's the case, then my expectation is two to three years. It's is the general manager they want us to believe he is. Former Houston Texan, longtime NFL vet, Indy Kalou with us here on the Blitz. Of course, he does sports talk radio down in Houston on 790. Indy, if you were to guess, or your prediction, what's your prediction on where Deshaun ends up? And with that, the domino effect of where all these other quarterbacks like a Baker Mayfield and a Jimmy Garoppolo, where do they all end up? You know, that's a great question. If I had to throw a team out there, I'm going to say Atlanta because I just get the sense that with everything Deshaun has been through and everything he's put them himself through, let's make sure we hold him accountable, that he's put himself through. He wants to be as close to home as possible. And where Atlanta's facilities are, from what I hear, is, is a very short driving distance to where he grew up. So... I'm going to say, Jason, that he's, he's going to fight to make it work for Atlanta, and he ends up in Atlanta. Now, what does that mean for Matt Ryan, who's due to make, you know, 20 $30, million this year? I don't know if you can trade that asset. I don't know if you cut him. But I, I really believe that, that Atlanta is going to be the team that he's fighting to go to. I know if I was in trouble and there was a team in San Antonio, I'd be doing everything I can to get back home. And I think that's what Deshaun Watson is ultimately going to do. So my guess is that he gets a deal done in Atlanta. You know, Indy, for argument's sake, I look at the four teams. Cleveland gives him the best chance to win. And I know you don't say that often when you think about Cleveland. But when I look at that roster, you add in Deshaun Watson, they can win. Atlanta's going home. If he goes to Atlanta, would you say that means he's more concerned about going home than winning? Yeah, but here's the thing. When you look at Cleveland, why do you think they he has the best chance to win? When you look at Miles Garrett, are you going to have to give up Miles Garrett to get uh, Deshaun Watson? Are you going to have to give up three first rounds and, and a Miles Garrett or a David Njoku, you know, their tight end? So those pieces that make Cleveland strong with the addition of Deshaun Watson, my assumption, a big part of those pieces aren't going to be there. But, but... To answer your question, yes, I think the priority is going to be let me go into my safe space first. And when you're as talented as Deshaun Watson, you always feel like you can take any team, any organization to the promised land. And and does it when you bring in a guy like Deshaun Watson, say it is Atlanta, does that kind of draw other guys toward that team, Indy? I mean, if you're out there and you're a free agent and you say, well, hey, Deshaun Watson's a quarterback, he gives us a good chance, I'd like to play for the Falcons. 100%. When you're, when you're a polarizing figure, regardless of why you're a polarizing figure, it's going to draw players to you. We know what Deshaun Watson can do on the football field. And then with his Instagram and social media and all that crap, you know, I think a lot of this generation and those players, they gravitate to that. Again, I'm, I'm throwing another name out there, but I'm not comparing the situation. But Colin Kaepernick was here in Houston yesterday just throwing the ball around, and he was looking for receivers to throw around to. Every freaking wide receiver that's a professional or about to be a professional that lives in the Houston area, they went out there because they just wanted to be around Colin Kaepernick. And that's Colin Kaepernick. So Deshaun Watson, him going to Atlanta, (laughs) you best believe there's going to be some wide receiver saying, hey, I want that guy throwing to me. There's going to be some offensive linemen saying, hey, I want to go block 
for that guy, and there's going to be some running backs that want to line up behind Deshaun Watson. So I absolutely believe that uh, just his presence alone will bring over some talent. It certainly will. Indy Kalu joining us here on the Blitz. Before we let you go, Indy, you went to Rice. You're a smart man, so I expect the, <laughs> the right answer on this. No offense to Marshall. Um, what, do, what, what, what do we hear first? Deshaun Watson's traded or Carlos Correa is re-signed with the Astros? Ooh, that's strong because Jim Crane, from what I hear, put a strong offer out. I'm going to end the season start. Next week, I'm going to say Carlos Correa is a Houston Astro before we know where Deshaun Watson ends up. Wow, you just put a big smile on Jason's face. I don't know how you turned down, you know, 10 years, 300 million. So, Carlos, stay in Houston. Tax-free. Tax-free state. <laughs> no income tax on that. Yeah. 10 years, 300 million yeah. is what we're reading for Carlos Correa. You know what? That needs to be signed to tonight if that's what the offer truly was. That's kind of, that's Indy Kalu money. Yeah. <laughs> look, I'm trying to figure out. Look, I'm trying to figure out where I'm going to stay at for the Hall of Fame. Uh, for the Hall of Fame weekend, <laughs> and, and is it going to be Motel Six or am I going to have to just stay on your couch, Jason Minix? Because uh, I'm trying to save as much money as possible. Come on, dude! The, the, you got the Marriott or the Grand Hyatt right downtown. <laughs> yeah, that, those cost money. I, I tried to pull the. Hey, I'm coming in for the Hall of Fame. Yeah, they said, we don't care. You still have to pay the regular rate. <laughs> you don't get a group rate? Nothing? <laughs> nothing. <laughs> you can stay at the house, man. We'll fire up the grill and, and enjoy. There you go. I see some of those. Uh, I, I see what you do with that grill, so I'm definitely going to have to check that out. <laughs> definitely. Indy Kalou, who will be inducted into the San Antonio Sports Hall of Fame in a little over a month, does great work on Sports Talk 790 down in Houston. Always appreciate the insight, my friend. Hey, and I, I heard y'all say y'all aren't drinking. What's going on? Are you not allowed to drink when you're on air? Is that yeah, no, we're not. No, that's what I've been not. told anyway, yeah, Andy. I don't know. It's, it's the rules. Why does your boss let you drink on the air? Well, you know what? We drink before we ask the boss, so maybe that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that. Well the done. Yeah, that's a veteran move. That's right why your there. show is so well uh, done. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Now, now we are an uh, hour and a half away from having our first beer Absolutely. here at the Roo Pub. Well, y'all enjoy it and drink one for me, and I appreciate everything y'all do. Good stuff, Indy. Indy Kalu, always good catching up.